0: Football on Off The Ball.
1: People's mist is far more red than others. Yeah, shout out to Danny anyway. It might not have been him, but he's definitely someone that you'd have to try and follow along with, but his red mist was a lot thicker than others anyway.
0: Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join.
1: OTBGAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the Football Hurling and Camogie All-Ireland Club Championships. Hashtag the toughest. Hello there. Well, after a two-month sabbatical, the football pod is back. We've been busy, the three of us, over the last <laughs> little while. Paddy Andrews and his wife Doreen welcomed a baby boy to the world. I managed to get my hands on a senior football medal in Claire And James. James, you got a new haircut, did you?
0: <laughs> Looks younger, man. Yeah, I've been doing nothing. I've been doing nothing. I still have the same amount of Munster football championship medals club as you though. <laughs> oh. blow, right from the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Paris Castlehaven, very, very strong outfit and Un- unlucky, Tom. I know you're feeling a little bit, you're a little bit irritable today, uh, completely understandable. Is the stubble as I well? I didn't like, think we are
1: going to go straight into I this. I thought
2: you'd be at, be at least 15 <laughs> points deep today, drowning your sorrows after <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, the lads, there's a, a players' WhatsApp group hopping there. They've been in the Woodcross, I think. There was a red weather warning in Clare today, so a lot of their uh, jobs can be This is weird,
2: a red weather warning weather. up in Dublin as well, and it was like a stiff breeze. Closed the schools, whatever. Nothing was going on. Mm. We're going soft, lads. Yeah. We're
1: going I, soft. Same, as. I, I have to be honest, I didn't notice it last night. Um, I may have been 10 or 11 points deep, though, so that could be been a no reason know, for it. Relatively uh, fresh tea
2: for, your, for our return to the airwaves. Is anyone listening to this? Is this behind the paywall or are we all right? No,
1: Paddy. Our Monday shows are
2: free.
1: Oh, we, we will, we'll be releasing our members plan very soon. So uh, that'll be coming out for season four, hopefully. So that's exciting. And uh, we'll get into that so is shortly. Is this season... Yeah, relatively fresh is this today. season
2: three and a half then or what? It's the tail
1: end of season three and five. three quarters. Five club episodes. Five club episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're doing the next five Mondays. And... Uh, yeah, we'll be with you every Monday. You'll get it in the Football Pod feed or wherever you listen to your off-the-ball podcasts. Uh, you can get it for free on a Monday. And uh, yeah, our members plan to follow. Jimmy. Tommy. <laughs> you had your eye in that game yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm a fresh yesterday, but there's a kind of a real taste of regret last night. We kind of feel like we left it behind us. We had a real chance to mm-hmm. go down to Porky Cueve, such a class stadium. And, and do a job uh, lost to Hill. it's probably the time. nicest surface around isn't it it was unbelievable it was class
2: never played yeah. in the new one you were done by the new one as well Jimmy were you you wouldn't have played there would you I was only starting but
0: I'm only 28
2: <laughs> I, it is a regret you see it on telly and I've been in it at a couple of games and as you can see yeah it would be a nice place to play there was an odd one yesterday though you was, definitely played there. they open it in 2014 nah, nah. No, no we never played Cork Cork were brutal that time as well So we we played in Porky Rin, played in the old Porky Cree, but never got down uh, to the new one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it is. It's a savage field. It's like... They always kept the surface mm, immaculate. Yeah. And Porky Rin always had an unbelievable surface as well. Yeah.
1: They're lucky in Cork. It was like a... It was like... I think it's like a hybrid surface they have. So it was just such a bounce. Even at this time of the year, there's such a bounce off the ground. And there was a bit of a breeze yesterday, but it was a breeze that suited shooters, I think, at certain halves. And... Yeah, it was a funny game. Well, was it was a bit odd know, to I, playing I, I, in a
2: stadium that big, but well, what? There was probably a thousand people at it? We, we talked about Croker being a third, mad when yeah. there's 10,000 people there, but playing a, a club game in Porcupine, I would say it was a
1: an there odd was, feeling. There was probably 1,400 at it. It's funny, both teams are blue, so it kind of felt like, <laughs> do you know, there was, mm-hmm. a, there was a serious noise there. Yeah, it, it was weird. Like one, one side of the stand was completely empty, obviously, both terraces closed, and. Uh, yeah, I never really noticed it to be honest. Oh, yeah. You you know, I'm sure you're you, like you don't really think about those things when you're in the middle of a game like, but um yeah, it was it was frantic enough. It's actually I'm funny, I'm reading some of the reports today about the game and uh yeah, what did you think of the game, James? Because it was a very cagey game obviously. It was pull no you know, punches Tassel
2: Jimmy. Pull no punches. You could here. tell
0: if it was shy give it to Tommy like
2: can't let him <laughs> off
0: the hook like I it, well, it was quite toulouse to lose. Oh, Tommy came on, then it was game over. It was and took it. That is, I
2: got I teed that one up there. I teed that up here. No, I
0: I must say I enjoyed the game. It was uh, it was back. tentative at times. You could tell. You could tell um, the both teams were kind of nervy. Like they didn't want to to go too far behind. Both sides. It was point for mm. point up until. Seven all, I reckon. Do you know, it was just constant score, score, not many turnovers, um, you know, silly turnovers. Um, but I think that the Castlehaven just had a bit of class up front with Hurley. He swung over, he swung over one point off the left, standing still 45 yards out against the wind, do you know, with his bad leg to put them a point up. And it, it, like, Cratler were kind of working hard to get scores. And when you have a fella that can just stand still and kick it over for 45, it makes some difference. It's
1: uh, um, yeah, in fairness, now. Our cornerbacks, David Collins and end of playing wing back, delivered two majestic points at the outside of the boot. Then an injury time in between a Mark Collins. don't know how Mark Collins got that shot away. He had two lads diving at his feet. There was four scores, I think, in 90 seconds of injury time. It was chaotic, but there had been 20 minutes before that without a score. Until, like, I think when we look back on it, that's probably the 20 minutes mm. that we didn't really push on before the goal, obviously. Um, I kind of got caught, Paddy for the goal ah, as well. So James honey. maybe have it, as a point
2: for that. Yeah. But you know, it's funny you say that with Hurley, right? You look at the games that are on telly uh, over the weekend as well. The Trillick cross mcgland game on Saturday night. And then obviously a really good game, Kilkew uh, against Scotstown yesterday. There's so little between teams at this level in club. Like it's so, scores, they're all low-scoring low games. It's not like, it's rare enough you're going to see at this time of year 60-minute games, you're going to get a, a 117 or one eighty. Generally, 12 or 13 points can win it for you. And teams are, at this stage in the provincial championship, really well-organized, hard to break down. But that difference, it's that little bit of stardust can make such a difference. Hurley, obviously, for Castlehaven, We look, and I will we'll talk about the scotstown kill game, having Began and Kieran Hughes with massive scores at the end. It's just, there's so little between the teams if you have someone who can just nick a score out of nowhere, that could be the difference. It's And it's all the games. You've seen it over the last couple of weekends, and we'll see it again over the next three or four weeks. It's so, so tight. And I can see why you'd have regrets, Tommy, losing a game like extra time. I mean, it's, it's a hard one. It's so hard to get back at club level as well. You see Cross McLem, very disappointed with their second-half performance. And then Kilku, who would have had their eyes on possibly winning the whole thing. Ejection, losing it with the last play of the game. So it's that little bit of stardust that the club teams have it, and it's usually their county lads. If they come up, trumps that could be the winning and losing
0: of the game. For them. Yeah, I like, yeah, it. do you know what it comes down to with that as well? Is when you're looking for for that score, mm. say you're a point down, everyone knows yeah. we want to get it to a hurley, or like everyone, even if the opposition know, it doesn't really matter a lot of the time because you will work them a yard or two. It's kind of the teams then, and I'm asking this is about Kratlow because not at all, but say even from our team at home, sometimes when you don't have a plan to get that that shooter on an important score, you know, those clutch moments, that's when you, that, when you can lose out. That's what I kind of, that's what I love about the Kratlo team though.
1: Like this year, like we've had such an unbelievable journey, like and uh, underdogs, I would say in nearly every game, there was one game this year, if we lost it, we were in the relegation playoff, the winners going into the quarterfinal. But we had clutch shooters stepping up in injury time with number two and number five on their (laughs) back kicking points from 45 yards but like that's no fluke like these are the fellas that are in the dressing room telling you that if we need a score I'm ready to take that shot on and you like I'd be fairly confident of seven or eight lads from Cratlow taking that shot on the last minute Um, and I think that says a lot about a team when you've got kind of characters like that in it it's a sickener because a goal and extra time the goal in extra time no, is like a game changer the, game, six the games
2: are so tight like, they are there's, and it's moments yeah. mm-hmm. and then look if you come out on the other side if you win one of those games talk about the places on wheels the momentum out of but if you lose it like it's just with club stuff I remember we we lost the Leinster club final geez 10-11 years ago almost a bit and we never got back it's just, it seems like it's just harder to get back you know a county game obviously myself and Jimmy Dublin and Dublin Kerry you, you are going to be there about year on year but with the club it's such yeah. a special moment and it's a tough one fair play to you T coming on today very professional as the new you're taking this new job and off the ball very seriously here now coming yeah. on today
1: but there you go relatively
2: <laughs> sober you,
0: you got a promotion after back of this pod <laughs> I did uh, do, well do we no, get no, a promotion, any? Out of this?
1: <laughs> no no, no, no. I, I got the promotion because I won a senior medal oh sorry like, <laughs> That was it, senior county medal. Yeah, exactly. Now, I don't think I would have won a senior county medal without the pod, so really? I thank you both okay, for that. Boy. I think I was relying on you both for, I think you were getting calls. Paddy, you were getting looking for a bit of maybe psychological advice from Paddy and a bit of injury advice from James. <laughs> so that's the way I was
0: going. Another, to oh, yeah. Another you day You two just Another keep day. it
2: simple. <laughs> We've been <laughs> away for two months now.
1: have got to no, Mario, I've, couple the I'll be honest, James, I was getting, I spent a lot of time on the physio day the last two weeks getting dry needled. Oh, and, bleh. Uh, Oh. I had I had the pins in at one stage and I just got an awful fit of laughter lying on the physio table. <laughs> and the lads were like, What are you laughing at? And I said I don't know if this is on the pot or not, but I said, I've just thought of what something James had told me before that he has his own dry needling kit at home and he'd often just
0: <laughs> drop the jocks <laughs> oh, and gee. go on James, tell it's it's us. I, I, I was doing it no, two nights ago, I had I'd say I had twelve needles in my left oh, glute. You're not even playing
2: anymore.
0: I uh, just to, to, You're not uh, here, you're <laughs> even playing anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Well, some sort of weird toy. I, <laughs> I, I ran home after oh, my Jesus.
2: <laughs> so you tripped over a curb coming home from the ladies. No,
0: i tell you. No, I had a, I had a, I had had a sore grain. From what? And I said, from playing. I'm still playing club. We're just not playing very oh, well. Jesus Christ. And I said, I better go at this. And sure, once you put the first one in, and if you get a bit of reaction, you say, all right, this, I'm on here. 12 12 needles later but there's no point in going to physio paying 60 quid come to me Jimmy this is a niche
2: you're (laughs) trying to promote yourself as a coach all the last season now it's a physio this year
1: fucking hell yeah black market physio in the back of Clarny
2: I was keeping an eye out there on the East Kerry all-star team now won the championship again not a peep out of you what's the story why weren't you playing oh
0: yeah threw your arse at it I I I wasn't even fit for um for our club championship so no I I just took a few weeks you <laughs> <laughs> were just doing one year on one year off like no I I couldn't go into East Kerry half injured half playing and there's five or six young fellas knocking down the door to be in the Kerry panel right. you know you started last so, year um, you the
2: main man him and the cliff <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh you know it wasn't about starting it was about just like being fit and able to play and I just didn't. Um, I didn't feel. <laughs> at my to be fair,
2: <laughs> if you're dry ladling yourself, yeah, it's not a good sign. <laughs> I, I've been doing that t- ten years
1: Jesus minimum. Christ, Oh I just think that's so funny. It saved me a fortune. Jesus Christ.
2: Anyway, lads, great to be back. Come on, let's get the show on the road here.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, look look at uh, to be still playing football, James. I, like, how you do it in Kerry is unbelievable. I don't know what you're playing now. Is it, like, district leagues
0: or something? <laughs> yeah, we're playing the O'Donoghue Cup. It's the most prestigious tournament, <laughs> It's your own thing. It's the World Cup. It's the World Cup of football in Kerry. Honestly, this but yet, is yet, You actually take it
1: league. seriously, like. This is, like, people listening in might you think, think that it's it a win,
0: legitimate it. thing, the Cup. any time you play yeah, with your so club, you take there. it seriously. Yeah, but it's not league or championship, least, like. It is a championship. It's East Kerry Championship. It's a senior championship. You got Dr. Croakes Legion, Spa Ratmore, Kilcommon. Should sure they're all intermediate? Lestroy Fossa. No, this Croaks aren't Crooks aren't intermediate. And anyway, in Kerry, this is how strong we are down here. You wouldn't know about it no, in your weaker <laughs> You can win you can win. A monster championship, and then be really get it intermediate and carry nah. the following year. Austin Stacks and Corrins Riley's same thing. These are legends down there. It's Something else, like
1: yeah. Well, listen, it, it, so, that might be one of the secrets in Kerry anyway that you're still playing football because you just you, you just never end a year as a loser. Like you just keep playing until you win. Like,
2: <laughs> everyone get, everyone gets a
1: medal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you you trophies, Even though we won a county you championship. You get a medal. You get a medal and a can of coke there, and a bag yeah. of potatoes at the end of every year, well done, lads. <laughs> like the under 10s. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he was. Yeah, I was just saying, it's a funny feeling. Like you win a county championship, yet you still feel like you've lost. You're beaten. Like only one team is going to end up as the winner at the end of it. You know, Uh Scottstown have certainly put themselves mm. in the mix, lads. They bet Kilku. not one of the.
2: It was a good game. Say,
1: favorites for the other. It was a that, decent
2: yeah. game, I have to say. Um Some finish for Scottstown. I thought they were. Be- I thought they were a the better team overall. I have to say. I thought. Uh, Two contrasts of style of play, obviously, as well. Like, Kill Q. Kill Q reminded me of Derry. Like, unbelievably well-drilled. Really, their conditioning, their athleticism, that running game. They're creating lots of overlaps of hurt in Scotstown. And then Scotstown were being far more direct. Obviously, they Jack McCarron inside. You know, Kieran Hughes, Begging, Darren Hughes. It was like a nice contrast of styles. It was a really interesting game. I thought the penneau was soft for Kill Q. What's your think of that, Jimmy? Did you, did you see it, Tommy? I mean, soft, I yeah. I thought it was soft because it was like, to know that when someone gets in behind you and gets in behind the defence, you nearly panic. You, you just sprint back and dive in to try and get a block. And I think Darren Hughes comes in. Put it this way, right? If that was an inter-county game, I don't think the ref would have given a penalty. Like Darren Hughes comes in and kind of gives him a dunk, but I don't think you'll get that in a, in a senior inter-county game. But that looks like it's the big score to swing it. Kilkuggo puts them ahead. And they're so well organised. Obviously, like, Laverty's playing. He's like quarterbacking it. They're not giving the ball away. Lacey's on the sideline. And you just think they're going to keep um, Scotstown at arm's length until the final play. My Lord. You're talking about regrets for Cratlow losing that game. Kilkew, the fullback. What? Oh, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They're the man up and they win the kick out. And you're just thinking these guys are going to keep the ball for, for the minute, kill the clock. And he tries rider overs sixty yard crossfield kick pass, kicks it away. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. But to be fair, Began still had the work to do. But what a finish! And you're right. And we're talking about this. You know, your big players nailing big scores. And I was thinking mm, he's a bit off. But to be fair, Kieran Hughes kicks a massive score from a mark as well, two or three minutes before to get it level. And then Began comes up trumps. And what a win for Scottsdale! Like, listen, Kilkewer had their eyes on winning that All-Ireland. Um, and Scotstown, they're right in the mix now for Ulster and having a shot at the All-Ireland. But a brilliant, it was a really good game, I have to say, uh, for this time of year.
0: What I found very interesting about, about Scotstown was the way they were able to pick off a couple of handy marks around 35 yards out when the game got very close. um. And their la- two of their last three scores were were marks just on the edge of the of the scoring zone, but when a team drops very back, def- back too far defensively, these pockets kind of open up. But a lot of times teams are too kind of interested in going through the middle, going through the middle, trying to get that easy score, and the, in the scoring zone. But they were picking off marks maybe just on the edge of the scoring zone to the side, and they got two invaluable points off them. But once the once the equaliser was was sent over by Hughes. The most impressive thing I thought about Scottsdale was the way McCarron, he knew. This, he knew it was going over, first of all. And then he said, we're getting another chance. We're going for the juggernaut here. We're going to win this. So as soon as the ball went over the bar, he got the ball, almost put it back on the tee for the keeper and said, kick this out. We're going to win. And you can imagine being inside in goals as the keeper there. And you're thinking, Jesus, I'm kicking out here. If we lose it, we're in trouble. He decides to go short, and the rest is history. They, they kick it away, and it, it goes back into a free. But I just thought that little brilliant mentality and mindset by McCarron to put them under pressure to get the kick out off, actually won Scottsdale on the game in the end.
2: But but, but I just think, if you're a kill-queue, and it's like two minutes beforehand, Scottsdale get the black card from the substitute, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I would have been fucking raging with him if he was my team just comes off the bench gets a stonewall black card and against them, all the teams the way Kilku play that running game creating overlaps they get up Ryan O'Toole very similar to, to Darren Hughes for the penalty Kilku get in behind and he just lunges in because he's panicking that gives the free for Kilku to go point up and like I said they're such an experienced a well organised team a point up a man up you're thinking the They've done enough here. And that makes it even more impressive for for Scottsdale to turn it around. But Kilkew will be kicking themselves. But like we are saying earlier, with Hurley for Castlehaven, if you can get your, and it's generally your county, guys, if you can get a big turn out of them, that can be the difference. And that was the difference for, you know, Conor McCarthy is probably quiet enough. Man, they have Scottsdale obviously have quite a big Monaghan contingent. Shane Carey, they're relatively quiet. McCarron had moments, but Darren Hughes and Began and then Kieran Hughes, they come up with massive plays, and that swings it for Scotstown. And you look the night before for Cross Maclean and Trillick, which wasn't as high a quality a game and wasn't as entertaining a game by any means. But Cross McGlain, they didn't get that out of their big players. You know, Reno, Jamie Clark had one or two moments in the first half. Obviously, the second half was just a meltdown. He got sent off. But Rean O'Neill doesn't reach the heights you'd expect from, you know, one of the top players in the country. And that can be the difference. Like I said, there's so little between the teams if your big players can come up with big moments and talk about Scotstown doing that. And that's got them in. You know, they'll be favourites against Trillick in the semi-final in a couple of weeks' time and they'll have their eyes on you know, beating Kilcoyne. That puts them right in the mix to, to win the Ulster Championship. And know Glenn will have something to say about that as well, but they uh, they will have a right cut off the rest of this thing and it's such a massive win for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had with Scotstown beating Kilku at that late begging point. Trillick getting the better across McGlenn. Lee Brennan, one of the players that's dropped off the throne panel in the last couple of years, had that little bit of magic. He had a lovely solo dummy off the left and an outside of the boot spinner in the second half. But it was a disappointing. Seven
2: years since a Tyrone team has won in the Ulster Club Championship. I couldn't believe that. That is fucking. For a be like Tyrone, like such a strong it's not I get. it's obviously not the strongest club scene but they've got seven, oh, seven years for them not to win one game in the Ulster Club Championship Paddy, that is incredible
1: Paddy the Tyrone Club scene is savage it's one of the most keenly contested championships they eat themselves alive in Tyrone and then they're barely fit to play Ulster after it like, and that's the way it's been for a long seven time seven years that's genuinely game, how it's man. been Jesus yeah it's, they've, they've had a terrible record you're right yeah but um, Trillic definitely looked apart the, the last end obviously without Matty Donnelly who had that horrific knee yeah. injury um, a couple of months back so then we had Gowna the Calvin champions beaten by that sucker punch by Nave Connell the Donegal champions a last minute goal high ball into the square oh. breaks uh, the wing back finishes it and Glenn holding off Aaron's own as Paddy mentioned so Trillix Scotstown Glenn and Nave Connell in the semi-finals and then Munster Gratlow unfortunately obviously well done to Castlehaven one after extra time <laughs> in champions <laughs> well done to <Waterford> Castlehaven <laughs>
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: Rat Gormick next and on the other side of Munster Clomel bet Newcastle West who bet them last year to set up their semi-final with Dingle on paper going into this like uh, somebody competing in it I would have seen Clamell as possibly the favourites oh, Dingle Munster I would see that I would I would consider Clamell to be favourites for Munster um, yeah. James I'm not sure what you think Jimmy of, gives a bit
0: of insight here surely Dingle no? Keeney O'Sullivan well Dingle Dingle were very strongly fancied for the county championship in Kerry. They won the club championship, right? So they came out on top. There's eight clubs in the club championship. They won that. They were by far the best team. Playing great football in the in the summer. Or just towards the end of the summer. And then they got to the county championship and they just slipped up a little bit against Mick Kerry. They got two red cards. I think they almost they almost wanted it too much. Sounds ridiculous, but you know they kinda got caught on the emotional side of the game, I think, and just got caught by McCarry when they were favourites. Um but they have serious quality. They'd Marco Connor back for the for the championship. They've obviously Tom Sullivan, Paul Ganey, Connor Ganey, Dylan Ganey, Mikey Ganey. So you could name out the, the household names they have. But I suppose the main thing about Dingle is they're a very good side at home because their home venue it's as close to an Istanbul setup as you're gonna get. I mean the the it's never a nice day back there when you're playing uh, it's windy, it's rainy, and they're just excellent at grinding out results. And this time of the year, that's what it's about. You know, Tommy, you've seen it in in year games. You know, when when it's windy and rainy, and you've a couple of classy forwards that can swing over a few points when it's against the odds, you're you're in the running, or you're in the reckoning for every game. That
1: that game's in Sample Stadium. Yeah, it's funny oh, we were, we were supposed to, we were supposed to play in Castlehaven this week, and the game was moved on the Friday to Porky weave. Very late notice. Storm Debbie? A storm. A storm or what? I'd, I'd, I'd say, you now they knew that pitch wouldn't be playable. And, oh, uh, look at this. He's bitter about this. You're not going to no. complain about Porky Creeve, though. It's I'm not nice. bitter. I'm not bitter. A, you are. Very it's, it's
2: dripping off every word you come out with. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're using this. We're not using our platform here. It's a fucking promotional Agendas. Agenda.
1: No, 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 not at all. Yeah. But, like, V-A-R. the pitch at this time of the year makes some difference. Like, it just makes such a difference, the surface that you're going to be playing on It's a different sport, depending on where you're playing. I can just imagine what it'd be like down in yeah. the um, Big news today, lads. Aaron Kernan has retired from club football at the age of 39. Jesus. 23 years. His 23rd season, 23 years after his senior debut. He won Oof. 18 Armagh Senior Football Championship medals, eight <laughs> Ulster titles, three All-Ireland medals with the club. It's 10 years. Not bad. 10 years nearly since he retired from Armagh, where he won four Ulster medals as well. He was 2005 Young Footballer of the Year. And uh, just a a club stalwart. A 78% hit rate when it came to winning an Armagh Senior Football Championship. Which just tells you where Cross had been over the last while. But
2: um, you've got to be. What a a sour note for for him. Obviously, a a legendary player um, to finish up. That was a weird game on Saturday night. Like you think... Like I said, I don't think it was as high quality as the game on Sunday, then the Scotts team for the Q game, but Cross McGlenn not the score in the second half. 7-0, they lose the second half. With the players they have like Rain O'Neill, Jamie win. Clark, McConville. And I like I thought they were a better team in the first half. And you think without uh, look, it wasn't I think both teams were struggling for scores, which again was surprising with the forwards Cross McGlenn had. Um, but for them to just totally self-destruct in that second half, um, oh. This is very, very disappointing for them. For Eric Curran, obviously he's played in some of the best club teams of all time, um, and they would have fancied their chances. Obviously, particularly the position they put themselves into in that first half. You think they're gonna they're gonna have enough to get through this? But, but for him on a personal note, look, like even just playing that long is is an incredible achievement at that level. But with the success he's had for it as well, hats off to him. I have to say, thirty nine, Jesus, puts us to shame. No dry leading in himself there, I'd say.
0: <laughs> but with Curnan, in fairness to him, he always played wing-back, right? But in fairness to him, he played like loads of different positions from wing-backs. Like he ran the game. Everything always seemed to go down his side. He was kicking the ball in. He was under the kick-outs. He was getting shots off. I just thought he kind of ran games from wing-back and he was one of those fellas that, that could do that. And he's, he's different. Do you know the way you look at wing-backs... That like he he is obviously
2: a very athletic player, but he's not, you know, spit the the mould of like McCaffrey or Gavin White. He's bursting up the pitch, like lightning quick. But he was he was a playmaker. He had such an impact on the game. You know, he was a classy, classy player. And that was a brilliant. That was a, a very good Armada team. Look, we covered this before. I'm sure they would have felt they probably should have won more than the one all ireland they got. But the well, he never team. won one. He yeah, I know he came on slightly later, but they I think 0-5 they obviously lose to Tyrone and that semi finally would have top Armagh they could costly have won that and then Kerry beat them in 0-6 and Donah's obviously a very famous game and that was Armagh kind of they were on the slide after that, but but for him, what a like you say, it's still an incredible career. Like fuck. Eighteen championship medals. Well, it was eight Ulsters and three all All-Irelands,
0: Some gone. I take that. Didn't Kernan do the the toughest trade with yeah with a soccer player ben- over in over in England actually David Bentley. Huh? What? Oh, was this David Bentley? David Bentley. Was this the
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That laughs> was was A. McLen- yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: That was great. Bentley came over and played for Cross Maclean. They, they, the Bentley, Bentley, Bentley was a legend played for yeah. yeah we had Bentley on oh, off the ball to talk about that he was a great infield must they get out at some stage uh, great chat with Bentley. He was, he was so sound like
0: they timed it well because Bentley was suspended from Spurs at the time do you remember <laughs> <laughs> on the water that get him on the pod water. character character
1: yeah the the Cross McLenn Instagram did like a kind of mini, little interview with him and there was a couple of interesting bits in it uh, proudest moment winning the 2007 All-Ireland Club final replay against Dr Croakes yeah um, hardest player you ever marked Gear Connolly what oh. what does the future hold I've currently pitched my CV to Tony Mack to see if he'll allow me to join the under 10 coaching team for 2024 awaiting his response like talk about your 18 club medals um, but like Dedication, the hunger to keep going, but the, the dedication to your club and just being one of these standard setters. You can just see it with fellas like that. You know, every club, were, not every club would have them, but they're lucky to have players like Aaron Kern and even Gary Sice. last week picked up his 13th county medal. Like, there's something going on there that is just driving them to keep going. Like, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Hmm. I love it. I love it.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's such an influence. And obviously that, it's a very unique, Club Cross the record they've had, the success they've had, and that really breeds more success. Um obviously they haven't been as dominant uh outside of Armagh the last couple of years as well. But the current not just Aaron, but the and family up there, the McAtee's obviously McConville. It's a, it's a unique story, that club, and he's as much a part of that as, as anyone else. But you can see it there, he's just mad to get straight back into it. <laughs> you know, it's just a culture of mentality up there, you know, and the best clubs have that. You know, it's no secret that you see these kind of standout clubs in hurling of football in the club championships. They're back year on year on year because they have that. You know, yes, they've got some excellent players, but Cross McGlenn, everyone knows that the story up there. So it's credit to him. he would be disappointed, obviously, to, to finish up the way it did on Saturday night. But Jesus, he can look back with a uh, pretty proud of what he's achieved over that 23 years. Jesus Christ.
1: Have you all got floodlights or something down there? Like, they're in the kingdom because, like, like we've we've been, um, like, are reliant on kind of some clubs, cars really, on the side of the pitch, right? Really. It really helped us out for the last six weeks. You know, Tola have a great new setup of floodlights. Stewart Bearfield, UL, we trained in for the last couple of weeks. Crotlow is UL is nice. Yeah, do you know it's 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 a tiny tiny spot. Like, There's one pitch where everyone trains.
0: We have a great setup in Legion, but that was. That was through a good a good fundraising couple of years and a lot of hard work. But the one thing I would say about Kerry teams is that, and it didn't happen to us as a club, but hopefully someday, But because there's only eight senior teams in the Kerry Club Championship, we're very strong intermediate and junior. So our ninth best team in Kerry will be representing Kerry in a Munster Championship and possibly an All-Ireland campaign. So there's a very good chance for those teams to go on and go through the stages and all the way to Crow Park, possibly. And when those teams do get that fair, they're, they're doing huge fundraisers, they're coming into a lot of money, they're really improving a lot of structures in the club because they're making a big push for it. And even if you think about the teams that are left in those championships at the moment, Listole won the Junior Championship and it's going to be Fossa or Milltown to win the Intermediate Championship those two clubs that progress like they have a huge chance to really improve their clubs it's like it's a fantastic achievement to win Kerry but a fantastic opportunity to go and develop your club by going far in the all Ireland series
1: yeah yeah 100% it'd be huge for them and when you see like even on the flip side of that how many monster campaigns did you play with the Legion do you have the one in 16
0: so yeah that was a it was a funny one for us that year because we drew the county final. Um, And at that time, it was whoever lasted the longest in the county championship or won the county championship progressed. So we were in the final, so we were representing, but we drew the final. So our replay was on in two weeks' time. But the, the game representing Kerry was on the following week. So we had to kind of decide, do we go all out for the Nemo game representing, or do we hold our cards for the... Counter Championship replay or do you get caught between the two uh, so we ended up kind of resting a few or we had a few knocks anyway resting a few against Nemo and um, we lost it and then we ended up actually losing the Con Championship final by a point in the replay after extra time so that was three bad weeks
1: That was the year that Clonmel caught Nemo with a last minute Michael Quinlivan goal in the Munster final 2016. Yeah. 16, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, it's opening up. We have the we mentioned already the Ulster semi finals, and Scotstown have obviously put themselves in a brilliant position. Um, we have the Connacht semi finals this weekend. I'll actually be at Carafin Ballina and Pier Stadium. We have St Bridges of Verscommon playing the Leitrim Champions Mohill and the Leinster Club semi finals. We have St Lomans of Westmead and Nace of Kildare. That should be a cracking game. And Kilmacore Croaks are going to RD, they're going to be playing the St Mary's, the Loud Champions. That'll be a uh, and in slam dunk, is that what you're saying? Okay. We'll wait and see. Uh one of the biggest games of the weekend is the aforementioned Kerry Intermediate Football Championship final, Fossa against Milltown Castle Maine.
2: The Cliff in his eight hundred match of the
1: year. This is ridiculous. How did how did East Kerry manage the two Cliffords when they have this huge game for Fossa coming up? Did they did they play them flat out for the last two months?
0: Well, the Cliffords didn't actually play in the group stage of the county championship so our county championship is a group and then it's a knockout so they didn't play the first three games they came in and played the quarterfinal semi final but like this intermediate final would have been on their minds for the whole thing so they would have won the semi final before the county championship even started yeah. and now they're just coming back to play the final so that would have been in their heads 100% and they have a huge chance Fitzmaurice is obviously involved in them he's done an unbelievable job with them but they won the junior on Ireland last year. So to be in an intermediate finally carry, is, it's serious going. It, every sta- stage they've got to, you kind of thought it was a step too far, but they just keep getting better and better. And they've been knocking out 20 points every single game. So now they're going to come up against a team who are probably very strong defensively, yeah. keep teams down to 10 or 11 points. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, can Miltown keep Fussell down to that or can Foster go and kick 20 points against a good defensive team? So it'll be very interesting.
1: Massive, massive both club. So yeah, best of luck to every team in action this weekend. Uh, just before we wrap up this week's episode of Football Pod Lads, which is brought to you with thanks to AIB, proud sponsors of the Camogie Football and Hurling Club Championships. Kevin Cassidy's Twitter is well worth a look this week. His last three <laughs> tweets in particular. So the third last one is a gorgeous pint of stout. I'm not sure what the bar is. It could be his own Fair bar nice. back home yeah. in, in Donegal. The next two tweets, though, I found quite interesting. I'm going to put them up on screen but I'm not a coaching guru but here's some advice number two to four tight man markers able to look after their own man number five to sevens decent markers but can see a pass and deliver eight and nine you need absolute animals who can catch and kick a ball uh 30 meters and at least one man on the 40 with two men inside he follows that up with that previous tweet is how you go sorting your team out follow it and you will save your club 30 or 40 grand on bringing in, quote, <laughs> the perfect manager. Buy me a pint Who, to Who's he
2: aiming this at? He's
1: having a go at someone here. And lately. we'll call it quits. I don't think he's aiming it at anyone in particular. Nah, he's having
2: a go at someone. But I'm sure, we when can did all, this
1: tweet go up? We can when did the tweet go up? Think of one what or two What match was weeks. on when he
2: point 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 in with yeah. you after tweeting that. I think. Exactly. And it's and the old Paul Flynn thing. <laughs> of 10 points and throw a tweet uh, up. Um, There's something in it though. He's just having to go, you reckon it's just in
1: general the old
2: circuit, it's, particularly in the club scene. There's a lot of managers going around to a lot of clubs
1: getting a few, Bob. It, it's mm. it's the time of year, right, where there's a bit of a clear out going on. Maybe fellas are stepping away or there's new management teams going on, but teams are desperate. They don't want to be in January waiting to get a club manager in. James, though, I, I think when you talk about, say, the money that even clubs have to raise to, to play or whatever it comes to fundraising for facilities and stuff like that. If you can have it in your own club, if you can have somebody from inside or a group of people from inside who are able to bring a group along or foster it and, and it's coming from inside the club, you're saving some, before even you get to everything else, you're saving huge money every year.
0: I would say it can make a huge difference because one of the things I'd be very um, passionate about in terms of club development and I wouldn't be involved in it now with the Legion, but hopefully in the future. But, uh, investigate coaches as opposed to just concentrating on the players or a senior team, because if you, you could have 20 of the best players, if you have unqualified coaches or coaches who aren't passionate or coaches who don't grab the players right, those players turn very average very quickly. And I think it's an underappreciated role in clubs to train up coaches and get them early, get, get the lads who maybe don't want to play or their bodies don't let them play or, but they have the mind for it. Get those fellas into coaching. I think we're losing people like that. And the standard of the standard of coaching and managing even around the country, I think is, is pretty, pretty limited. But if clubs can start developing that earlier, and maybe take away the short-sighted approach; it would be hugely beneficial.
2: As well, though, you know, there's always that element that we had in our club. We obviously had a couple of coaches coming from outside. There is that element of, you know, you know they're they're getting a few quid and they're gone. They're out the gap. They don't really give a shit long term, you know. And you look at look, it happens at county level as well. It's that sometimes there's just not the person in the club or in the county that that can bring you forward, um, but. I do, I, I do see where Kevin Cassidy is getting at there. Um, and as Jimmy says, we all, you can see it. You see it happening year on year. Guys come in and do one year and then they're out the gap to somewhere else. But um, without being successful, I get it. If someone comes in and they shoot the lights out and you end up winning the championship or, or winning the provincial championship or whatever it might be, um, all power to you. But I'm, I'm intrigued. I must check when Cassidy put that tweet up. I want to see what game was I'll tell you. He was so, he'd have been his bonnet like 100%. But he's not. I tell you, he's not far wrong. Get the structure right. You know, it does. Uh, you do. You can overcomplicate these things, and
1: uh, yeah, it's it's just when you when you see some of these clubs who have had the success, and you know, you're looking at a Carfin or Cross Maclean Rangers over the last twenty years, and when you're looking in from the outside, James, or even a club like Doctor Crokes up the road, who've obviously had a massive twenty years, like. What what is it that they're doing? Like, is it is it as simple as just fostering the right culture and having having the right people involved, always constantly recycling? Like, I'm looking at Cratlow, who have had Colin Collins coaching the club team for eighteen years. They've had loads of different people coming in and helping out. We had seven or eight people in the club this year helping out with video analysis or coaching or doing different things for the team. But it, it's a team of people in the club doing it. And then you look down the line. Cratlow won a fourteen A double this year. I think they made history in Clare. They won the hurling and football at fourteens. So kratlo are now, the lads are there looking after what we've done this year, thinking, geez, if we hold on another couple of years, we could have another chance. Like, you know, there's another group of kids coming through that are going to be unbelievable. When you're in Legion and you're trying to build what you're doing, can you see that in the club?
0: Yeah, I can definitely, with the Legion, I can see kind of the, the starting point of, of a successful future. We have a lot of young fellas coming through, but we need to nurture them. And I like you mentioned the crooks, I can see across the road a team or a club that's been through huge success over the last twenty years in, in the crooks. And most of that was down it was down a lot in terms of the senior player, the Padoche, who got them who got the Crooks together, got them motivated, got them playing an unbelievable brand of football, like out oh, and no, out carry football, like kicking, catching, hand passing back post goals, tap in, just doing absolutely everything on point. Now, they did have the Gooch. Yeah. They had Kieran Leary, yeah. you know, Johnny Buckley, Ambrose, Fionn they had a great team. But because they were playing that great football, it kind of sparked like a, a culture going down the years through the the 12s, the 14s, the 16s. They all wanted to be playing this brand. They all wanted to, to be doing the outside of the boot passes like Gucci or you know hanging to the back post things like that and seeing those fellas do it, I think kind of started something for them and the mixture of having the great players with it took them through a period of success. So maybe one like one person like Pat did for the cross can spark something huge.
1: Yeah, you can see it in Carfin. Like it, it Carfin are back now. They, they didn't really go away that that long. They're only a couple of years. They were in quarterfinals and semifinals, but it felt like you were watching. The same style of team that won those three All All-Irelands in a row. Like they just, it's, there's a culture there. There's a style of football. And, you know, it's, it's, it's impressive when you see it permeating through the club and you see that in, in certain clubs like so. But maybe this is where they're reinvesting their money. It's, it's not going into the management of the senior team. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is. Maybe they aren't. Maybe they are bringing in outside managers or whatever. But maybe they're reinvesting their money in underrated structures and, and getting the coaching or the athletic development in at that level. Like,
2: I, I agree with Jimmy's point there around Croaks, Dr. Croaks. Like, the senior team is important to have that success. because you said it, it creates an atmosphere around the club. The young, the reality is younger people, if they see their team winning, they're mad to go to the games. It creates an atmosphere around the community. You see it in all the teams that are going well at the minute. But the, the senior team as the figurehead is important to have success, but you need to have the balance within the club as well. and Not lump in, and probably my own club, Bridget's, we would have suffered from this. We're a really strong senior team we kind of drop the ball on an underage system. Whereas if you have the balance of your under 12s, your 14s, your 16s, your minor team, they're all getting really good coaching as well. That creates sustained success. Yes, the senior team is good, um, but that's a a finite period of time if you don't have a conveyor belt coming through. and It's the clubs that you look at those clubs that have sustained success. It's a, they have the right structures in place. They run really, really well. You look at Chemical Croaks here in Dublin. You look at Carfin over Galway. Yeah, they might cross again. Obviously, they might win every year. But if they have a brilliant senior team of four or five, of the kind of marquee players move on. There's younger guys who are mad to play. You know, they're passionate about playing for their club because they've been exposed for, for, for 10 years coming up through the ranks. And they're good players as well because they have to coach. And so the best clubs, they have that balance right between, yes, we want to be top of the pops in the senior championship, competing to win all the time. But they're the same teams that are winning, fail under 16 championships. They're competing at all those levels. And it takes time to create it. It's And when you have it, it's, it's so important to, as Jimmy says, have... People around the club, not just the senior manager, but coaches and an atmosphere around the club and those clubs that we've about, they seem to have that, you know, and that's why they're year on year on year they're always knocking on the door, you know, and yeah, it takes time to build it, but you can fucking lose it quick enough and had it my own site, my own club here in Dublin, you know.
0: Tommy, um, crack loads of money it was gone on your signing on for this year, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, dare <damn laughs> he's 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 in yeah. They, <laughs> they could be paying me to leave now at this
2: stage.
1: Big, the
2: Afterball and Prattler are paying you a fucking fortune.
1: Yeah, I would be declaring that uh, revenue.
0: <laughs> 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 is this, guy, <laughs> this
2: is gone. No, this is recorded. This is There's
1: a. There's no. There's no fear of that. But um. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> <for> you. Is
0: <He's>, that <laughs> a? a piano yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, look, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I don't know. I don't <laughs> really all know. i no,
1: genuinely, it. I'm afraid I'm going to sound sour here, but like, ah, no, no, you're disappointed. You're like, very,
2: you're good at after, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: but I, tough last You are, no, no, we're only winding up.
0: It is, you should have heard I him blame the, the referee on the phone to me, Paddy. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait till we got him off. It's
1: absolute crap. I didn't blame the referee,
0: like Josie, turn
2: it
1: to Josie. No, I didn't. I I didn't. Anyway, I prefer not to speak.
2: I prefer not to speak. (laughs) I'm in a bad
1: moment. (laughs) Great pod, lads. Great to be back. The club scene. Who would have thought it? I'll, I'll end the pod by saying, well done to all the county champions around the country, junior, senior and intermediate. Fair play to all the teams who are left in it, in the provincials and are still in the mix. Very gracious. To all the players around the country mm. who are in preseason mode, getting ready for next year, doing sprints on their well, own in the gym, keep at it. You never know who's gonna win next year. And to the teams playing in the O'Donoghue Cup and Kerry.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> get down get <laughs> You could have put a bit of a beat yeah. to that. That was kinda of, that was kind of a nice <laughs> little verse.
1: Yeah. The football pod is back. We're back for the next five Mondays. Paddy James, great to be back with you. Um the pod is gonna be available on all platforms on a Monday. And as we said before, we have an exciting plan for Season 4 that we'll be announcing in January. So stay with us, stay tuned. The pod is back, bigger than ever. Nice, back, and James. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Good night, Cheers,
2: guys. boys. Love Great stuff.